Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Hey, smack a gob, everybody. It's me, Dr. Fuck, and with me is... Oh, yeah! Wadzilla. What's up, bro? I'm here being a diva like you. What's up? <laughs> uh, you know, just diva it up here myself. Yeah, diva up, diva up, diva up, yeah. <laughs> diva Las Vegas. Diva Las Vegas. Oh, so we we had a bad thing happen. Hey, you said wee wee. <laughs> a bad thing happened. We got canceled, Ralph. Oh, that's right. Our YouTube page, uh, our YouTube page was taken down for about I don't know what an hour. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we came back stronger than ever. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody. Uh, I don't know which one of his personalities it was. <laughs> it might have been his lawyer. Keyboard warrior suck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what a lawyer would do. He would start a YouTube page called Keyboard Warrior Suck. <laughs> you know, it, it's illegal to impersonate a lawyer. Did you know this? Oh <laughs> yeah, guy's an idiot to, uh, at all angles. Because <laughs> the first thing I did after this happened was I contacted my lawyer. You know. And, and I, I showed him what, you know, Terrence's lawyer said. And uh, I think we can sue him for libel, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh... But it's kind of fucked up that Terrence's lawyer thinks Terrence sucks because he, he named himself Keyboard Warrior Suck. <laughs> you know, because, dude, think about it. Yeah, that classic video I put up of him and uh, Shame, Shame, Shame. Remember that guy, whatever his name Yeah, was? yeah. He's on there going... I'm the king of the jungle, and I will destroy you. saying all this keyboard warrior shit. When do we ever do shit like that? When do we ever, like, get on and, and act like we're going to kick people's asses and shit like that? This guy is the epitome of a keyboard warrior. Because that guy, number one, he can't face anybody because he doesn't leave his room. You know, and he's all tough and chest beating on the internet. Like, oh, uh, whoever loses has to leave the internet. <laughs> that, you know, even keyboard warriors would say, "Man, I'm not that pathetic." We, we should have done it. Whoever loses, you have to leave your room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he, he won't take up that bet though. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So our old YouTube page uh, was permanently disabled, but now through the magic of YouTube, just like Terrence can have 47 different personalities to comment on shit. We have a new YouTube page. With more subscribers. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, the thing is that that was my, I forgot what I named it because I took, I, I stopped posting there because I, I, I put everything into Almost Human. And that one had like over 2,000, which by the way, we've gained over 100 since I put it up. <laughs> like, nice. I guess that's, a, but then there's people like Bushy and Mark that were, that were still there. You know, and yeah. uh, but you know, I was like, when 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 it all went down, I was like, "Fuck, what a cocksucker!" And then I thought, "Wait a second, 
why don't I get this YouTube channel that has double the amount of subscribers, which means that's going to give us even more attention. See, Terrence not only brought us back together from our fight, from our little yeah. fight, our little bitch <laughs> fight, Terrence did that, and then Terrence also helped us get like a bigger audience now for our YouTube page. I mean, everything this guy does backfires. And with us, Matt, we need to, we need uh, some more propelling. <laughs> yeah, help us fall upwards, Terrence. Yeah, Keep up good work. <laughs> and uh, you know, you got a great new intro video on the page, and then you also put up an amazing video <laughs> from oh. Mark Eldon Taylor. I look, about pissed myself. And, and look, yeah, dude, I gotta say, dude. He completely owned you. I mean, he completely owned me at every angle because I don't drink at all. But, dude, he's more man than both of us combined. <laughs> I told him that today. I go, hey, Ian drinks alcohol. You snorted. You owned us, man. <laughs> oh, I told him. I left a comment. I said, you've had more men than Ralph and I combined. And, uh, <laughs> and, and holy shit. Yes, uh, Mark Allen Taylor. Uh, <laughs> big, big listener of the show. Yes, he is on video, actually snorting whiskey. Yeah, and, and that shit's legitimate as fuck. And it, it has to be seen. And so, you still have all the old videos. Yeah, uh, it, it's in my external drive. Uh, one of the external drives that's not even connected to my computer. I grab that. I go, oh, let's see if they're in here. And yeah. I have a lot of old videos from the YouTube page that'll be back up. Nice, nice. So, and, yeah, and, and I'm going to be updating the, you know, I'm not putting them all up at once. I put them up once a week, so it'll be an active YouTube page. Thanks, Terry. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, uh, in the future, we're going to do some live shows. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so ways you can interact with us and, you know, get in the chat room and everything. And, uh, yeah, it really was like a shot in the arm because... Uh, we kind of took a, you know, the YouTube page kind of went a little inactive. Yeah. And, and and really only got active again when you started making all these hilarious Terrence videos. <laughs> <laughs> Which I and, still have, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was just amazing. A lot of people reached out on the Facebook page were very pissed about the page being down. But and, they became uh, very happy when I made the new one. Yeah. And a lot of them went to a couple of Terrence's pages. Who knows how many he has, but there's the uh, Terrence Reardon podcast and the TJR Rock Sponge. So look up those YouTube pages, subscribe, hit smash that bell notification, and every time he puts up a video, make sure you leave a nice comment and a dislike. Yeah, but unlike, see, unlike us that are keyboard warriors, as he says, Dude, he left a comment on the new YouTube page. Every comment he leaves on us, I don't block him. I don't ban him. I leave him right there for everybody to see what a jackass he is. But when anybody actually writes down the truth on his shit, he he, he, he takes away all the people because he can't handle the truth. He's got, man, he, 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 he gloats about a guy that three years ago said he was going to destroy me. You know, and the guy didn't destroy jack shit. And then Terrence pretends the guy destroyed me. He's so disillusioned, you know? And yeah, it, yeah go ahead. If, if you watch that video, he stole half of that guy's lines. 
that I'm king of the jungle he got from him, the keyboard warrior, his dominoes joke that he makes constantly, all these things, you know, he just copies off of everybody. Yeah, he's and, an idiot. Yeah, oh, God. But we're going to get to that here because he posted a iTunes review the other day. Uh, again, this is like his seventh. You know, he's another Andrew Jacobs. Just keeps taking down his old one and putting up a new one. Which, by the way, did you see that Andrew Jacobs came out of hiding? No. Yeah, he came out of hiding to thank Terrence for taking down our YouTube page. <laughs> did, <laughs> what, what now? Was this really Andrew Jacobs or was this yes, like? Yes, yes, oh. it was. It's on our Facebook page. Somebody saw the comment. <laughs> and and uh, Terrence replied saying, yes, I did. And I'll do it again. Yeah, good luck doing it again this time, dude. Because I'm not going to put up anything that's going to have us banned. You know? Uh, and, and I'm surprised we were banned. But you know what, Ian? Here's another thing. Um, and I don't know if Terrence had anything to do with this, but there were videos that were banned uh, before we were banned. And one of them was we did a video talking about porn. And I put up images like, you know, those funny memes when it's they take right. porn stars, but they add like, you know, like a Milky Way and shit instead of a dick. I put up a lot of those. Well, that video was banned. Then another video that had nothing to do with Terrence was banned. And then with parent Terrence, you know, doing that, you know, reporting shit, you know, we had like three strikes and we we're out. But it doesn't matter. We have double the subscribers now. <laughs> and if they take this one down, there'll just be another one. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, I have three or four more YouTube pages that have just as many subscribers, if not more. It's, uh, I didn't really investigate all of them, but yeah, I know another one has about 500 more subscribers. Show like that. That's just, just the first one I saw, you know, but right. yeah, go ahead. I can't wait to hear this stupid comment. Hypocritical <laughs> comment. Now, keep in mind, I, I don't know this what he wrote. But keep in mind, everything Terrence says, it's really about himself. Yeah. You well, know? a little funny backstory to this review. He left it uh, right after the YouTube page came down. And then he removed it. He removed his one-star rating, and he removed his review. And then he put it back up again. And at the time, I was like, I, I need to save this. I took a screenshot because I'm like, you know, Terrence, it'll be gone again. Yeah. And at that point, it was the longest fucking review we ever had. I was like, oh my God, this is like a book. And then it came back up and it's even longer. Wow. Holy shit. This review is going to be an episode unto itself. Yeah, we showed uh, you how much we affect this guy. Yeah, but he's going to leave us alone, remember? He ain't going to talk yeah, about yeah, us no more. Yeah, that was the last video I put up. I'm not going to talk about him no more. Any which way, shape, or form. Oh, man. And, you know, and, what was he saying? He said this a while ago. Like, oh, people don't like us anymore, and the ratings reflect that. Well, maybe maybe they really do like Terrence, because that Terrence episode is just, like, the biggest one we've had in over a year. People fucking love it. Yep. They love hearing about Terrence and his whore mother and his pedophile father. But enough about that. Let, let's get to the review. If, if our if our ratings are so bad, then what are his? He doesn't even get like a fraction of what we get. Well, he, well, he's smart too. 
because that's his highest rated ones when he talks about us. Oh yeah, no, no. If you look at his videos when he doesn't talk about us, I it's it's lucky it makes a hundred. If he talks about us, it's in the hundreds. Why? Because it's our listeners tuning in. You know, he he brags about oh I got like thousands and thousands of subscribers, and you look at his videos and you see what's the videos that got a lot of counts. It's videos without him talking. He just puts up like a Pink Floyd video, or right. a Genesis video that gets all these hits. That has nothing to do with him. Because if it was only him, <laughs> he wouldn't have a, even fucking a quarter of those subscribers. The guy is so disillusional, but whatever. Whatever, <laughs> fuck him and his solo career. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I said, he's got like 300 episodes on 10 albums. Yeah. You know, every, every time a month goes by, it's a new anniversary for the same fucking album. He's got, he's got, yeah, ten albums and 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 uh, five bands. <laughs> you know, got it. Podcast make fun of him for being redundant. You know. Oh God. Uh, all right. Well, here's his review uh, under under his real name this time. Nice. Uh, and, and what's what's funny before I get into it, I had to look up. I was like. Uh, let me see what other reviews he's left. You know, what other shows he, he left a one star review for Mark's podcast and said the only thing tolerable was Lee Gertzman. <laughs> er, Gertzman. <laughs> uh, uh, and then he left like a five star review to Eddie Trunk's podcast and even mentions us in the fucking review. Really? To Eddie Trunk? Yeah. Even, even though he goes another podcast, I won't mention calls themselves the podcast kings i'm like hey man thanks for the press yeah and, and oh, boy shit. and boy do we do we really really invade this guy's brain and uh you know i mean yeah i admit we called ourselves the podcast kings with that video uh the ballad of dr fucking wadzilla uh mm-hmm. before we actually became the podcast kings from the people that voted so yes. You know, we, we're legitimately the podcast kings on a tournament that Terrence wasn't even fucking nominated for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, he, he, I don't know if you remember. He wrote uh, uh, Sinzak saying he was going to sue him for not being included in the tournament. <laughs> Did he say that, really? Yeah, and I, I think wow. he, he sent him another message one time saying he was going to sue him if he wasn't part of Rockin' Pod. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, you know what? I'd sue. I'd sue him too. I'd sue Chris too. You gotta put him on Rock and Pod. Can you imagine if we ever met this idiot? Oh, uh, you know what I think might be our next thing. You know, we always say, "Okay, this is the last time we're doing donations and raising money." I think we should do it one more time to raise money to get Terrence to Rock and Pod. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we also got to We also got to raise money for the big bubble. Like John Travolta in the seventies, the boy in the plastic bubble. We gotta get one of those bubble things for Terrence because I I don't think he can uh, function outdoors. Well, the good thing is I think his uh, partner, who never appeared, Mushmouth, lives in Tennessee already. So. <laughs> oh yeah, he said he said you made a you made a fun of my best friend. You called him Mushmouth. This is war. <laughs> did you see that comment yeah i did that, that, that was, was funny you called the mush mouth and that yeah. whole comment's all caps yeah, oh yeah and that that wasn't him though that was his lawyer oh yeah that's right people are warriors so. <laughs> okay all right enough let's get to the review let's do it this, this is a one-star review 
entitled Podcast Chumps. Okay. Now, ever since I was blacklisted from their camp over a post I wish I'd never made, I now realize how pathetic and childish, childish this asinine podcast is. I used to be involved with these hairdresser divas. And since I was, and this is in capitals, forced to quit, yeah. and, then in, and then in parentheses, much to the chagrin of these divas who can crow I was fired until the end of their days, but Fraudzilla telling me whist drunk to hurt my father was the last straw on why I quit. I was not on payroll and I have zero tolerance for alcoholism. That's that's the end of just the fucking parentheses. <laughs> I, I now realize listening to this show... Uh, yeah, I now realize listening to this show now is like listening to out-of-date Howard Stern, Beavis and Butthead, and Bill and Ted sketches in capitals. So yesterday. Raquel Vieira. Now the, this is... <laughs> Raquel? That's, yeah. That's a, that's a new one. I've heard Raquel. <laughs> here, here, here comes the parentheses again. Who is a man-child that makes Pee Wee Herman look mature and whose voice sounds like Donald Duck, Daffy Duck, and Lars Ulrich with a bad lisp and laryngitis. End of uh, quotation. Well, there, there he's right. I'll give him that. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> that sounds like cyberbullying to me. Yeah, man, he's making fun of me, and he just hurt my widow feelings. What I'm going to do is leave a comment, all cops are toward him now. Oh, oh, wait, he's coming for me, too. And Brianne Fraudley. Now, that that's not, hey, hey, hey that's not as good as mine. <laughs> and I got I a better name than yours than, from him. I, I know, and you can tell he's still trying to get back because he put your name first. Uh, <laughs> anyway, in parentheses. Who is a sad, strange, alcoholic, liberal, atheist bigot? <laughs> bigot? Yeah. Fuck this little retarded Mick. Anyway. Uh, are stuck on mom and fourth grade nuts jokes. That's true. And, and their album, album reviews are not funny. It's a cry for help from both parties. <laughs> <laughs> help me! Oh, God. Just stick to album reviews and quit appeasing your listeners who are like Red Hot Rider on the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Which way did he go? Which way did he go? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That is his dude. He calls his kids, and he's ma- he keeps <laughs> talking about uh, fucking Daffy Duck, Donald Duck, and fucking Bugs Bunny cartoons. Like, like I said, Ian, everything he writes is really about him. <laughs> you call yourself the Podcast Kings. No, but other you are, but you are, yeah, yeah. Your mom did. Um, oh, where, where was I? Okay, you call yourself podcast kings. You are nothing but podcast chumps. Now, since they returned after a second fake breakup, and, and I love this fake breakup, and, and in parentheses, like husbands and wives do. Do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how many fake breakups? I, I don't know a lot of couples who do fake breakups. None. <laughs> how, and, and how in the fuck would he know? When has he yeah. ever been a couple? When has he ever had, you know, when has he ever had pussy period? <laughs> he has multiple personalities that won't commit to a relationship. Man, other oh than Katy Perry sitting on his face, he's never had anything. <laughs> okay, back to the madness. The episodes are tired and un- uninspired. 
and have made countless hate-filled shows, which I don't bother to listen to under orders from my friends and family in the real world. <laughs> who's he Who's he talking about, Puck? From Real World Queen San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Queen uh, Tooth is warning him, and, and people are warriors suck. <laughs> then you oh, have, have a YouTube page called Terrence Rules and Wadzilla and Dr. Suck and Suck or something like that. <laughs> and, and pretending that wasn't him too. <laughs> He's got so many pay. I think one of them is called "I Type Real Slow" because my other thumbs up my ass. <laughs> I, I, okay, where were we? <laughs> These two divas. I love that we're divas. Like we should get our own VH1 special. Yeah, we should. Be, you know, you know, we should come out there with Shaka Khan and Beyonce. Um, these two divas claim to be for the fans, but openly attack people who leave negative reviews or constructive reviews. Here comes the uh, parentheses again. Do what the better man would and just ignore and realize metal is dead and not coming back. Rapid, rapid hip-hop is what the youth are into. That's a sad reality. End of quotations. No, the sad reality uh, is he cares what kids are into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and ask for money as these two panhandlers were fired from their jobs for their childish behavior. <laughs> you still work, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Last time I checked. And I retired. <laughs> I wasn't fired. <laughs> oh, man. I, I might have. And, and we had jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, until our childish behavior got in the way. Yeah. Oh, God. In retrospect, I wish I had never had anything to do with these poor for with this poor... Yeah, hold on. That's been so long, I'm losing this place. Anything to do with this poor excuse of a podcast, which sounds like it's recorded underwater, which is something Chuck Lupson uh, said. Okay. I'm glad I no longer listen to this childish show. Sure you don't. Yeah, right, you don't. You're hearing us right now, you bitch. And distance myself from this hate-filled and childish podcast. You distance yourself. That's why you're writing this, right? Yeah, yeah. So you distance dis yourself by writing us. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, where are we now? Uh, hate-filled, childish podcast. Who openly encourage their listeners to do what they do, and once threatened Sammy Hagar fans with physical violence and to kill them and relentlessly goof on Paul Stanley of Kiss's speech impediment. <laughs> uh, that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, I did tell people to kill uh, Sammy Hagar fans, which shows you how horrible I am at my job because I didn't read of any of them getting killed. No. Nope. Apparently, apparently nobody takes my word as the gospel around here. Hey, it's, we should just call him Tipper, Tipper Terrence Gore. <laughs> God damn. What's this world coming to when you can't tell people to kill Sammy Hagar fans? We're influential. Mm, all Not right. Like Mark, but remember when you were that dumb once? <laughs> <laughs> Mark was scared. Mark thought he was going to get taken out. Yeah, Mark, thought, Mark thought there was going to be a bunch of people running into the place, <laughs> setting him on fire. <laughs> He, that video was a cry for help. He, he thought he was going to get murdered. 
<laughs> Somebody was gonna stick a fucking popsicle stick up his ass and put him in the fryer. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Once people see his latest video, nobody's gonna get near Mark because he's a badass. <laughs> you don't is. fuck with a guy that snorts whiskey. I'm sorry. No. That no. guy doesn't care if he hurts himself. What does he care? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look what he does to his own ears, listening to Sammy Hagar. Exactly, the guy's a rabbit. <laughs> All right, hey, hold on, we're still not done. They also crowed that 2112 was Russia's best when it is signals as my personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And, and, then, and, and listen, Ian, right, right, just what you said. Go back a little bit where he says he can't take people's we can't take people's criticism. And what did he just do? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's so hypocritical with this dude. <laughs> so it says, uh, Signals is my personal favorite. Then then in parentheses, great album, but not their best. That is moving pictures, says history. End of parentheses. Yeah, because he has, he has other people talk to him because he's a poser. He can't think for himself. That's why he does episodes of albums that sold gold or more he will never like talk about a band that didn't sell much because he goes by what the masses think and he still doesn't get ratings <laughs> oh my god oh uh, there's more roger waters was pink floyd after sid barrett in parentheses whom roger fired when it was richard wright and david gilmore who were the sound in parentheses wish you were here in the division bell are my two favorite albums in my honest opinion. And I find Ra uh, Raquel and Brianne's favorite animals a great album, but not my all-time favorite. Their best is Dark Side of the Moon, says history. Ah, poser. End of, end of, uh, yeah, end of parentheses. That guy can never say anything without a Pink Floyd mention. You notice that? Yeah. And and what you makes them even more bizarre, This is his favorite band's Pink Floyd, he never does drugs. Oh, man. Yeah, you know his parents did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he came out so fucking retarded. During all nine months. <laughs> that and Bill oh. strangled him. Lack of oxygen to that big-ass fucking Humpty Dumpty head he has. And his mother was a whore, you knew that? Yeah, I yeah. that. You're the one that told me, I forgot. That, that big-ass fucking head. You think he's got to, like, cut the neck out of all of his shirts? To get that fucking mongoloid head through the motherfucker? Yeah, he must. Holy shit. And he wears his pants up to his nipples, you know? <laughs> yeah. How about, well, he's got a scar. He caught his nipple in his zipper one time. Yeah. Nipple catches skin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Judas Priest is better than Iron Maiden. Yeah, I think we, we agree on that. Yeah, I, I never said that was not the case. He's going to he change it once he, thinks, once he knows we agree with that. And that he put Maiden, fuck the world, and Rob Halford is no metal god. He is the metal fraud who did a techno album. Uh, then he put, and can't accept Van Halen grew after David Lee Roth quit. He actually said that? Yeah. Wow. Ultimate poser. What's, we ain't gonna talk about no Sammy Hagar. What a poser. Yeah, yeah. He added that out of all his videos. Fucking... Poser bitch. Oh, God. Not only was I bullied by these schoolgirls, you just called us schoolgirls. You're bullying us. 
But they also bullied Andrew Jacobs like the keyboard warriors they are. I know two shows they hate, which are Chris Jericho's podcast and Eddie Trunk's podcast. I listen to those. And yes, our quality shows and the definition of entertaining. I have this never heard Chris Jericho's podcast ever. <laughs> to cast a judgment. This show is to be avoided at all costs. <laughs> Yours truly, Terrence Reardon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he spent about three days writing that only for nobody to listen to his fucking stupid rambles. Like, he actually thinks, oh, when he pressed play, I just ruined those bitches. Now nobody's going to listen to him because the great Terrence Reardon that has a lot of friends has just spooled their ass. The only friends you have, well, you have no friends, but the only views you have are our listeners. <laughs> what, what about his friend Mushmouth? <laughs> oh, yeah, and Keyboard Warrior and, and uh, Keyboard Warrior sucking Queen 2. <laughs> Camel Saint Saints. <laughs> oh yeah, that was another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all my YouTube channels have me on it. <coughs> oh man, this this guy just—you know—it's great because this is kind of a slow news week too. So this really helps us fill out the episode. And Terrence, you're a constant source of entertainment. Oh, you're hilarious, dude. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah. It keeps bringing us attention, but not from you, uh, from from our YouTube channel. <laughs> oh man! And look, he even brought Andrew Jacobs back. Yeah, Andrew Jacobs came up for air, unlike his wife. And 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 what is what does that mean, Aaron? In even more material for us. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This guy is helping us so much, man. We should pay him. Oh, God. I'm so glad we fake getting along and got back together. This is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, we don't get... Oh, you know what? Uh, since it is a slow news week, I didn't even tell you about this. Let me push this up. I got a bunch of texts, text messages from things that uh, Chuck Bonet said about us. Oh, like, yeah? Hold on. Let me pull this up. It's hilarious, dude. You're going to love it. Oh, boy. Man, here it is. Here it is. All right. This is the first one. Let me, let me scroll up a little bit. All right. This is the first thing he says. I took Ralph's mom. I wrote, I took Ralph's mom's anal virginity and told her, bitch, you got, you got, got. He said, got twice. <laughs> you got, got, you got, got nothing. You got, oh, oh you got, got nothing to lose. I see, I see it's a kiss reference. Um, <sighs> and that convinced her enough to get rammed in her tight butthole when it, used, when it used to be tight, of course. Now it's as wide as a bowling ball. <laughs> Who talks like this? She, she's a good puta. <laughs> I'll tell you that. 85 and still getting bukkake like a 26-year-old. All right, that's the first one. Then he says, you're going to love the punchline on this. Then he says, uh... Message Ralph and tell him that I can I can stay on the page. All I did was share my opinion. So I hate Bruce Dickinson. So what? So I hate White Stripes. Big Wolf. What? What? Fuck White Stripes and Bruce Dickinson. I don't give a fuck if he hates them. But wait, it gets better. Then the next one he says, all that matters to me 
at, as an RMCP fan is that I have mutual respect with Ralph and Ian. Those dudes are pod gods. I feel as if they are upset with me. Not sure why. <laughs> That's the last thing he wrote. After all that shit, my mom's a puta bukkake. <laughs> then he's like, I don't even know why they're upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> but I love you, you fat bastard. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was looking through uh, the fan episodes we got left. There's one for Chuck. <laughs> we ain't doing it. We're not doing it. Fuck you. Thanks for your money. <laughs> bitch. We, we got your money, bitch. You're not worthy. You need a pants for all your stupid shit. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? We should just turn his donation episode into this little segment. This is what you paid for, bitch. Let's talk about it. <laughs> That's it. Your donation is now done. <laughs> yeah, 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 here's your review of Queens of the Stone Age. I love the album. Ralph hates it. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that? He wanted to do Queens of the Stone Age. I told him I didn't like it. He's like, oh, let me change it. He can't fucking take uh, an opposite uh, criticism. Yeah, it was constructive criticism. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. His life is hell without us. You know, he doesn't have the, the pod kings that he loves so much, and he has to depend on Terrence. You know he's hating life when he's friends with that idiot. The guy who he talked endless amounts of shit about. And wrote a song about. He yeah. wrote a parody song about Terrence, hated Terrence, and now, since we disowned his, his sorry ass, he's like, all right, I'm going to be Terrence's friend. I, I have no other option because I have no friends, and I might as well be friends with a guy that has no friends either, so that way we can have a lot in common. Oh, God. And then, uh, another thing we've got to talk about uh, that you offered to whoever wanted it on Facebook that you would send the full unedited uh, Terrence, Terrence Racist rant that he took off of uh, YouTube. 46 people asked for it. <laughs> uh, just uh, four more the last couple of days. And, and every one of them. I said, when I said, hey, make sure to share it, everyone would reply, oh, I'm sharing it. And and everyone was like, what a disgusting human being. So yeah, <laughs> anybody out there that wants, that wants uh, a copy of um, the the 39-minute thir racist rant of Terrence Reardon, I'd be happy to share it with you. You just need a Dropbox. Yeah. Hey, and then here's a great idea. Like, remember back in the day when... Uh... You know, you would sign up for Columbia House under, like, everybody's name yeah. and get all that shit. Once you get the video, set up fake YouTube accounts and just post that video all over YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get banned, but at least, you know, whatever. It ain't your name. And, and you know, there there is a, a, a site called BitChute that I can put that up on easily. Which I am in the pro I am gonna put up all the funny Terrence videos I did, and I still have Andrew Jacob turtle videos. All that shit will be back up online, not on our YouTube page. And, and, and then I got something else too. But now this is something you know you got to be real careful about because you can get in trouble, and uh, you know. And I don't have tax dollar, you know, taxpayer money to bail me out, but I also have his phone number. Oh, I used to, but I deleted it. Yeah, I, I, don't I wonder. I wonder if I can put that up on BitChute. <laughs> yeah, 
He has. He has uh, my old address. I've moved since. Uh, and and I, I, I take that back. I have his dad's phone number. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have <laughs> yeah, No, no. Oh, Lord. All right, well, enough of that idiot, you know. But th- thanks for the awfully long uh, yeah. intro, Terrence. And, and thanks for getting us more subscribers to our YouTube page. Yeah, man, keep helping the show, man. Keep up. Keep slamming <laughs> us, dude. It, keeps, it, it seems to be helping. Awesome. Got it. Got us back together. Got us more subscribers. Yeah. Uh, got, it, got, got us future killer Andrew Jacob jokes now. <laughs> it's Terrence. It's almost like you have a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's like our PR. <laughs> he's our PR guy. <laughs> now Terrence is all pissed, going, "I'm not a goddamn Puerto Rican." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right. Well, something uh, sad that's going on now is is war. And Russian metal band Slaughter to Prevail denounces the Ukraine invasion and says, hopes this uh, nightmare ends as soon as possible. And, uh, yeah, pretty scary shit going on. There is a guy, I don't know if you've ever seen him on YouTube, Ralph, his name's Metal Pilgrim. No. Uh, uh, He talks a lot about Judas Priest. Does a lot of great Judas Priest videos. And uh, and he's in the Ukraine. And he put up... Yeah, he put up a video the other day, man. This, he's fucking scared, man. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine. I mean, your country's being invaded, and uh, whoo, that's some scary shit, man. And who knows where this shit's gonna end? Uh, that's some, that's a real. And I don't care what side of the, you know, political fence you're on. Doesn't matter. I mean, when there's war, we're all Americans, <laughs> you know, or well. Us listeners, and we, but we have listeners all over the world. You know what I mean? And uh, hell, I talked to Neon Knights because I, I, I don't know that shit where these countries are and everything. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> you know, is the shit near you? Are you going to be all right? Um, and it's scary. And to any listeners we have in the Ukraine, and I know we do have some, uh, you know, our thoughts are with you and, and hope you guys get through this. And uh, that's a, just some terrible shit. So I, I hope there's a. <clears throat> a swift end to this and and not a lot of people uh you know not not a large loss of life but it's uh it's scary what this could escalate into yep very scary man just hope for the best yeah so if you're behind the lines and you're listening you know we're thinking of you get the fuck out yeah get the fuck out <laughs> come stay with me man crushing my place i got a house now yeah <laughs> yeah come to new orleans it's mardi gras yeah. Oh, oh shit. But yeah, uh, in all seriousness, you know, uh, best thoughts to everybody suffering through that right now. Yeah, it sucks. D. Snyder, <laughs> who's been pissing, getting on your nerves a lot lately. Yeah. Says he absolutely approves of Ukraine's using. We're not going to take it as their battle cry. And then he said, "Fuck Russia." And um, you know, I didn't hear that people were using that, <laughs> but if. If they are, that's cool. But I, I saw an interesting comment. I guess he said this on Twitter. And uh, and a Russian fan said, hey, you know, please please don't say fuck Russia. Uh, you know, because the guy was saying, you know, hey, we're not for this. You know, think, think about it. They're in Russia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Their yeah. government's got all the control over there. And uh, in fact, there's, there's protesters getting 
uh, arrested in Russia, of course, uh, you know, for protesting this. And again, I know we just talked about this, but, you know, there could be a lot of innocent Russian people who, who want nothing to do with this, you know, that, you know, they could get caught in this shit, too. So it's it's easy to, you know, say fuck them, but, you know, you got to remember, this is shit between politicians, you know. I don't think it's really, you know, just civilians on civilians. Yeah, so. well, you know, T. Snyder's going to see now. I mean, you know, right down here, like in, in uh, South Florida, there's uh, the, the ghetto area is called uh, Liberty City. And all the crackhead steam is I want to rock. <laughs> I wonder how he feels about that. Yeah, what do you feel? How did he talk about that? How that became the battle cry. <laughs> people get people get carjacked and they hear, I wanna rock! <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh shit, but enough about Terrence's mom. Uh, fucking whore. According to basic Chuck Garlic or uh, Garrick? Yeah, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, Garrick. Uh, Alice Cooper is already putting finishing touches on a new album. Wow. Uh, to, to follow up last year's Detroit Stories. That was uh, cool. Yeah, uh, again, another case of, hey, get, get in there and do it, you know? Well, well, Ian, I don't want to be cryptic about this because I'm going to say something that you and I both know, but I can't tell anybody this. But come in April, I already got pictures of the Brutal Planet record store release. It, it has arrived at the person's place. He sent me pictures and I can't say what it is, but all our listeners are gonna freak the fuck out. Oh yeah. Uh, Saxon has released a documentary about the making of the new album Carpe Diem. Um, I haven't seen it yet, it's, it's short. It's only about 14 minutes. I imagine it's on YouTube. Have you heard the new Saxon yet? I heard two songs that are both really good, but I haven't heard it all. Yeah, you need to check out the album. Uh, I'll tell you what you need to check out, dude. What's that? That new Scorpions. Oh, my God. Have you heard this shit? I was... uh, Funny enough, that was the next story. Uh, I have it. I haven't listened to it yet. Dude, I'm telling you, in my opinion, the best thing they've done since Blackout that even the bonus tracks are awesome. It's just, the, it's the whole album's amazing. There's no filler on it, I mean, for me. I mean, the wow. last song is a ballad that's awesome, but there's no other ballads on the album. It's wow. killer. There's a song that's reminiscent of China White. And uh, wow. yeah, dude, it's heavy, killer. Like, it's like Biggie D, like, shot, uh, all shot in the arm for them. It's a badass album. I ordered it on vinyl, like the deluxe edition with bonus tracks, and right. I didn't get it till April. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Because it came out yesterday as we, we, we are recording this. Yes. But my God, that new album, and do you know me, man? I don't give a fuck about After Love First Thing. And even that album to me was like half baked. It had great songs, but yeah, half and half. But man, this new one is like the best thing they've done since Blackout. It is amazing. I fucking can't. I heard this shit three times in one day. Couldn't believe how good it was. Well, I'll have to check it. I did hear one of the singles. Uh, I think they've released three tracks. No, it's not that. I think Rock Believer. Yeah, that's a great song. That's total old school Scorpions. 
Yeah, so, I, I'll have to give it another check. I didn't really care for it. Uh, oh, it's great. But that, was, that, was, that was a first listen, and that's one of those things, you know, I wanted to mention to you, and, and it'll come in up with the review we're going to do later, too, about, you know, these legacy bands that are still putting out new music, and I was going to kind of say the same thing, you know, while I love the Scorpions, I haven't really cared about anything they've put out since Savage Amusement. I know you didn't even like that one. That sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, top was cool. I like that song. You know, I, I think that's one that I purely like because of Timeline. You know, and that was the first studio album that came out after I discovered. The, you do the realize thing. your timeline is when AIDS was at the biggest height. Yes. Yeah. Just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> See, my timeline, we were fucking with Iconics. <laughs> right, and but you know, timeline is everything. And if you notice, everything went to shit after 85. No Dave and Van Halen. Everything, you know, was bad. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll check it out. I, I did get it from Mr. X the other day. And uh, it's one of those, uh, like, ah, I guess I'll make time. But, yeah, at the first, first listen, Rock Believer didn't do that much for me. But since you recommended it, I will go check out the whole album. And I'm very happy to hear that there's only one ballad because I was scared that it was going to be, and especially when I saw how many tracks, I was like, "Oh fuck, is oh, this going to be like five ballads." Thing. You know, another thing, the album goes by quick. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you know it's a really a nicely paced album, and I think, and, and you know me, I can't predict you because me and you are right. opposite in so many ways. But I don't right. know, man. I think Rock Believer is a song you're going to end up. I think it's going to be a grower for you. I think okay. uh, you're going to end up liking it. I mean, because it's so old school Scorpions, you know? It's so, you know, I mean, it starts a little mellow, but then it gets into, you know, rock believer, screamer, screamer. It's, and man, Klaus. Oh my God, that voice, man. It's a lost a goddamn thing. Yeah, I remember you said a long time ago that, you know, Klaus is going to be one of those, when, when we do lose him, then all of a sudden, you know, people will appreciate how awesome he was, you know? Yeah. And, and I think because the Scorpions, I, I mean, yeah, they had they had that hit with, uh, you know, that fucking Winds of Change shit. But I think most rock fans really gave up on Scorpions a long time ago. So, you know, they don't get as much credit as they should. And there ain't no fucking Winds of Change on this shit. The ballad, the last song is great. And I love, you know, I, I love that ballad, Still Loving You. I like it even more than that. Yeah, uh, I just think it's a really beautiful, well-structured ballad. And one of the bonus tracks is an acoustic version that I like the vocals even more on that version. But I don't know, I kind of lean toward the album version. But still, the acoustic version really showcases Claus's voice. The guy is set. He's going to be 74 in fucking uh, March and May. Good Lord. I know, right? And and he sings like it's goddamn Lonesome Crow. Fuck. You know? The guy hasn't lost a, not an iota, nothing. Yeah. And th and that's the scary thing. Well, not scary, but you know, uh, you know, I'm down on a lot of the Scorpions ballads, but when they do it right, they kill it. I mean, I know, think they killed it on this one, dude. Well, I'll, I'll check it out, and I'm glad that there's just a one because I think I can appreciate it more and probably listen to it, give it more of a fair shake than 
you know, if that song was to come on and I'd already heard three ballads before it, you know, I'd be like, it, oh, it's shit. Cool. It's also cool that it's at the end of the album. So you get your ass kicked the whole album, and then, nice. bam, they hit you with a soft one at the end. That's beautiful. It's awesome. Nice. All right. Well, I will definitely check that out, then. Check out the bonus tracks. They're really good. Yeah, I've got I've got the deluxe edition. Yeah, one of the songs is like, okay, I can understand why this is a bonus track, but the other three, it's like, no, nah, man, these these could fit fine on this album. Yeah, dude, you know me. I don't blow about the Scorpions since Black. Right. right. I'm very impressed. Nice. Well, here's some good news for you. I know you were complaining that, you know, Violence is finally putting something out after all this time, and it's an EP. Well, they're saying they hope to have another EP done by the fall. Yeah, so. I, I saw this. You know, I interviewed them. I was I just going to ask, how, how did that go? Oh, it went so good. Two hours talking to this dude. This guy was, like, really animated, funny, and told, man. Like, I had a friend of mine, like, he's like, dude, that's the greatest Sean Killian interview I ever saw because most people are, you know, generic. Where I'm like a fanatic where there was a part I'm, like, telling him, Oh, Sean, uh, you know, I do have nothing to gain on vinyl and this and that. And he's like, well, what label is it on? I go, I go, uh, well, give me a second. I'm going to go grab it. So when I went to go grab it, the other guys that were interviewing, they're like, thank God. They're like, thank God this guy walked away. Because I was totally <laughs> gushing. Like, I wouldn't give anybody any time. I was like, blah, 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 blah. you know, because it was a total fanboy moment. And he was great. <laughs> he was awesome about it, you know. I did tell yeah. him, you know, that if I was a chick, you know, I still wouldn't bang him, but I let my hot get lesbian girlfriend fuck him. And, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I like that lesbian stuff. <laughs> he rolled with it, man. He was so fucking cool. And I am going to put an edited version up on my channel on the day of the release on that vinyl, which it was shipped. Metal Blade sent me a, a email saying that they shipped it. But that's from California, so I might have it by Monday. Or maybe today, because I've been a, I've been a total Terrence today, Ian. I haven't walked out of my house the whole day, <laughs> the whole fucking day. So it's walking oh. on my porch for all I know. Oh man! Well, you paid with it. You paid for it with your own money, so you're not a Terrence. You're yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. What else? Oh, here's something I I I didn't know this was going on. I knew uh, Ann Wilson was doing like a solo tour. But I didn't know it was because Hart is off again. Yeah, they've been having problems, man. Yeah, well, I knew about this shit that happened back in 2016 when when Ann Wilson's husband, I guess he assaulted Nancy's twin teenage boys. Right, yeah. And, and Ann took her husband's side, so they split up for a few years. And then they got back together, and everything seemed great. And I believe they put out a, a new album. And then uh, I saw Nancy was doing something solo, but I didn't think anything of it. And Ann touring solo, didn't think nothing of that. But it turns out that uh, they couldn't agree on who was going to be the musicians in Heart. You know, because, you know, none of the classic members are left. And it turns out they had a war because they each wanted to use their own solo bands as Heart. And they couldn't agree on that. Yeah. So, no Roger Fisher, no Hart. Yeah. Well, actually, he has his own version of Hart. Like, two of the guys from the 70s lineup tour as fucking 
heartless or hard on or some shit like that. I'd like to see that. I love Roger Fisher. I thought he was a badass. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's Fisher's one of them. I know it's two dudes from the seventies lineup. But uh, that's just a shame, you know. The the sisters are you know, they're so talented. But uh, you know, they're a little long in the tooth to be fighting like this. Like, you know, how many years you got left to do fucking heart, you know? Uh, they, they need to put the shit aside and, and fucking do it, but you know, nobody listens to me. Yeah, you know, oh. maybe, maybe one day we'll get lucky and, and and become friends with Terrence again, and we can have that killer reunion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can bring back the shitty episodes on here, and Terrence oh. can pretend to like Merciful Fate. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, we should do is we should fake bringing them back. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then miraculously on the day of the, the, the recording we won't answer the phone yeah uh, and we'll replace him with Mushmouth <laughs> yeah that, that's who you know who we need to get on the show because God it, it would it would piss him off get that Sean Morrison guy oh that would be the best shame 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 <laughs> that, that guy he has all the quirkiness of uh, of Terrence, but he has a lot more talent. He's more entertaining. Yeah, and, and he and really he doesn't give a fuck, you know. No. If, uh, about you know, hey, he hates Dennis DeYoung, and he always says about it, and he doesn't back down, you know. Unlike Terrence, that pretends to like Sammy Hagar with us. I mean, Sean Morris is more a man than than this dude will ever be. And uh, I love Sean Morris, dude. I've been watching his videos lately. I mean, he's he's whacked out, you know. He's a wacky yeah. guy, but. He's not a diva. He doesn't go yeah. out. And what happens is that Terrence, you know, saw him bashing Dennis DeYoung. So Terrence started the war with this guy. And, you know, you've seen his videos going, man, he, he's uh, these Dennis DeYoung fans. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> what's wrong with these people? <laughs> little, little does he know it's just one fan with 37 different names. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh yeah, he is funny. Did you see the videos he put up where he's discussing like what he likes from Wendy's and what he likes from Little Caesars? I gotta see that. Oh, it, he's it, intriguing it is. to me, that guy. Yeah, yeah, we we got we got to reach out to him. I love when he does like a video that he's not like bashing anything, but he still ends it with shame, shame. shame. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's his, it's his schmackamagob, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's his schmackamagob. <laughs> again, another thanks to Terrence for turning us on to the great Sean Morrison. And I also love how Sean always references himself as a third yeah. person, you know? And, you know, I meet Sean Morrison. <laughs> I, I love that when we were just talking about Terrence, he goes, he goes, yeah, he's reviewing the doors. He's supposed to be talking about Jim Morrison, but he's talking about me. Sean Morris. Yeah, he points at himself. <laughs> what he's talking about, and he points at himself. Sean Morris. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking rules. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, here's something sad. Well, sad to me. Uh, singer Mark Lanigan died. Oh, and... yeah, from Purple Hound. No, no. <laughs> Mark Lanigan, uh, he recorded with Screaming Trees. Oh, and... yeah, yeah, but the guy from Purple Hound died. Yeah, he he dead too. That guy has a great voice. I don't know nothing about Screaming Trees. I did see them on a Lollapalooza, but I don't remember it. But yeah, that guy from I'm not. Yeah, Mark Lanigan. Uh, 
I was lucky to see him a couple times. I saw him uh, once with Queens of the Stone Age, and once or twice. I think only once was he performing live with them. And I saw him. He had a. Uh, it was just like a duo. Him and Greg Dooley from uh, from Afghan Wigs had a group called uh, the Gutter Twins, and I got to see them. And just this guy could sing. I mean, he had a hell of a voice. He did lots of different uh, types of music, but he's very well respected. No, no. Uh, like I said, they haven't announced what it was yet. But yeah, that sucks. Fifty-seven. Yeah, that, that's that's my age now. Yeah. I'm three years shy of 60. How insane is that, dude? That is crazy. I'm at that age that if I was to die, nobody would say, well, at least, I mean, 57 is too young. <laughs> I, 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 in, in a couple of years, we can get fucking uh, Terrence booted for uh, senior abuse. Yeah. <laughs> you know the shit he says about you. It'd be a hate crime. Exactly. You know what I fear? Is that Terrence does show up here one day and hit me with a stick babe CD single? <laughs> that was a great line. What are you gonna do? Hit me with a stick babe CD single? <laughs> oh man, we got. Uh, you know, we should get him on the show and review a sticks on because I love sticks. You hate sticks. He hates Dennis DeYoung and sticks. It'll be like a three-way bitch fest because he likes sticks without Dennis Young. I like sticks with all of them and you hate them all together. It's <laughs> yeah. a, cool. It'd be a great contrast. No, it'd be it'd be no, hey, there's like maybe five or six stick songs that I heard that I like. Oh, you you fag. But I I think, you know, I think if I had to listen to a whole album of it, you know, I I, I there would be some anger there. You know. well, we have to do one with Dennis DeYoung if we're going to have him on the on the show. Yeah. Because he likes that shit without Dennis DeYoung, which I like too. Yeah. No, I, I'm all for it. I, w- I would listen to whatever sticks out to get the incredible, the very talented, talented Sean Morrison on here. Yeah. Can you imagine? It'd be a glorious episode where it ends with shame, shame. Shame, shame. Like it's like next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Shame, shame, shame. Oh, God. Hello, I'm Sean Morrison. I just went to the doctor and I got a clean bill of health. They said I'm going to live for another 80 years. Shame, shame, shame. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, I think that is it for news. Well, uh, Gary Brooker is uh, the lead singer from Proco Harem who died at 76. Oh, rest in peace, Gary. Yeah, I, I liked, uh, I don't know a shit ton of theirs, but I liked what I heard. You know, that's where uh, Robin Trower came from. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's Proco Harem, I'm a big fan of Robin Trower's. Uh, yeah, I really only know the hits, and I have a lot of their albums, but uh, I haven't really dug into them yet. But uh, yeah, he did, I mean, shit, listen to Whiter Shade of Pale. I mean, that's... What a voice, man. Oh yeah, I mean that—that's just a masterpiece. Yeah, it's, it's overplayed, but it's overplayed for a fucking reason, you know. It's powerhouse song. Uh, uh, oh, another another passing. I don't know if you heard about this one. Um, it, recently, Terrence Reardon and Friends podcast has passed away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Terrence is still alive. A uh, friend died. Yeah. <laughs> notice, <laughs> notice, like. Notice how much we affect this guy with this constant bashing of, you ain't got no friends. He's like, yeah, I better change this shit. 
<laughs> you know it has everything to do with us. And where is Mushmouth? What happened to him and Mushmouth doing a show together? Yeah, I know. All right. Well, now it's time to get into this week's album. And this one is thanks to Ron uh, Dimert. I affectionately called Dirt Mitts. Uh, th- this wasn't his initial pick. <laughs> he initially picked uh, Mars Volta, which I really think has the, the, the capability of sending you off the deep end. Imagine like Tool played by Cure fans uh, <laughs> but uh, you know mixed with uh, a math metal I, I just oh. really yeah I, yeah, oh. I, I really think I really think no it's it's just some weird I don't even know how to classify it it's some weird fucking shit it's a couple guys that came from this uh, like indie band called At The Drive-In and I really liked them, and that's why I bought it. And I think I gave it one listen to, and I was like, oh. And the minute he said it, I was like, oh, God. Ralph, Ralph would hate this shit. Oh, my God, would he hate this shit. Thank God. But, Thank God he wanted this album. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's one of those, I don't even think you'd have fun goofing on it. I think it, like, it would legitimately upset you to right. even have to listen to it. But Ron thought about it. He's like, ah, maybe not that one. So he gave a list. Uh, of four other ones and uh you know again you know it's your money it's your pick but you know it's funner for us if it's something that either either we love or something that's so bad it's funny but something that's just like that you know we're gonna hate you know might not be the best episode you know maybe it would depending on your taste but anyway uh I, I threw the other four by you, and you picked this one out of his list. The 20th album, 20th studio album from Cheap Trick, 2021's In Another World. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're both huge Cheap Trick fans. Uh, but I have not been on too much of a kick for them studio-wise since I would say special one. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, a lot of people do, and I'm surprised. And what's funny is, uh, there's I, I love most of that album except for the one song, and I think you love it. Sense of a Woman. Yeah, I love that song and My Obsession. Those are the two tracks I like off. No, there's You'll Never See You, My Friend, whatever that one's called. Yeah, three tracks I like. But uh, but I I haven't really liked. You know, now they, they did put out that song. Uh, it was on that Bang Crash Zoom or whatever. Will I wake up tomorrow? Yeah, I I think that's one of the best Cheap Trick songs ever. I mean, I would. I know it's a newer one. I would put it in top ten. I love it that fucking much. But the album I was kind of on. Uh, the one before this. I don't even think I listened to all the way through that. Uh, they're all all or we're all all right. Yeah, it's it's not it's not too strong. It has its moments, but floating away is one of the greatest ballads. But yeah, yeah that one I, I thought Bang Zoom was better, and I think this is the best one was that. Yeah, well, I kind of like. I mean, I used to listen to everything all all the way through, but I think when Rockford came out and that one, I really didn't care for it. And since, and since then, it's like I, I get a new cheap trick, and 
I put it on, and if the song doesn't catch me within a minute, I skip to the next one. And if it doesn't catch me, I skip. I should probably go back and, you know, give them all a fair shake. But that's exactly what I did with this one prior to getting ready for the review. Got it, you know, once and skipped through and never went back to it. So I was a little like, eh, I wasn't too upset because it's Cheap Trick, you know. I love Cheap Trick. I just don't care for the new shit too much. But, uh, but I was like, okay, we'll do this one. But uh, when did you get this? Were you first day buyer? Yeah, and I also want to clarify that Rockford really grew on me. I used to not like it at all. And every yeah. time I would listen to Rockford, I was like, well, it's got the power pop, it's got the catchiness, but it ain't doing shit for me. But man, when I finally did the review for it for my channel, I listened to it for a month straight, and I absolutely love that album. But yeah. um, it's definitely a grower. This one, yeah, uh, though, um, I did watch my review today, so I kind of cheated. I'm going to repeat shit I've said in my review. And I forgot in my review, I bought the vinyl, but the vinyl wasn't ready for months. So I had to wait, but I already had, you know, an MP3. I knew what it sounded like, but yeah, I had to wait forever for that vinyl to, to, to reach me. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm always on top of Cheap Trick, man. Ever since, and I know it's a shitty album, but when I saw them on the Lap of Luxury tour and Tom Peterson was back, I just became so fanatical. Like, you know, I kind of like glossed base with them after one-on-one. I really have to all shake up. One-on-one, Next Position Please, which I like more now. It's the one I like the most with John Brandt. And I, to me, people say The Doctor or Busted or, or, uh, or whatever is the worst. Lap of Luxury, to me, and this is very unpopular. To me, the worst Cheap Trick song uh, album is um, Standing on the Edge. That album is garbage to me. But, man, people love that one. Um, but, yeah, I've been keeping up with them. Every time they release an album, I'm there. I'm there. And you, you can tell, I mean, when Woke Up With a Monster came out, I was like, yes, this is good. But then 97, I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, and, and I will be the first to admit that, you know, you know both of us, uh, I, I think anybody really. There are albums that are growers. There is stuff you don't like right away, and and then you end up changing your mind. And sometimes you really like something right away, and then you burn out on it real quick. So, this is just my opinion as a new listener to this one. But Ralph, I'm gonna let you take the first track. The summer looks good on you. Honestly, I felt like you did when you I first heard. I mean, I don't think I disliked it as much as you did. The summer looks good on you. But I was like, eh, but I like it now. I think it's a fun track. It's not one of my favorites on here, but it sets the vibe. It's, you know, uh, I, I do like it a lot now. But yeah, it would not be one of my favorites on the album. And I don't think it's a strong opener, but I think it's a fun track. It, it didn't grow on you at all, did it? Uh, No, no. And pretty much... You know, I back up everything you just said. Um, I don't think it's a strong opener. I think it's bland. I think uh, the production on this is very thin. Very thin sound. And they've been working with this guy for a while. I think, if I remember correctly, this guy might be there since, like, Rockford, doing all the albums. Uh, I know for sure he's done the last three. 
But uh, not not a big fan of the production on this one. And I, I just found it not memorable. Like, there, there wasn't that cheap trick hook uh, that, that I love and that I'm so used, used to and spoiled on this band because they have so many great hooks. And I just thought, man, if, if this is the best you got, you know, really scares me for what's coming next. But I'll take the next song. Quit Waking Me Up. Oh, God, help. I'm in horn hell. Uh, this one sounds like bad Beatles to me. And I know they love the Beatles. Everybody loves the Beatles. Uh, but Cheap Trick has a lot of Beatlesque songs. And usually that's okay. But this one, uh, just this sounds like the worst of Paul McCartney. And, and definitely, the, the, I've said this a million times, if there's something I hate worse than the horns is like computerized horns. And I just was not a fan of this one at all. What do you think, Ralph? I love this fucking song. <laughs> it's, you know, to me, it's more like a 60s pop vibe to it. And, uh, you know, it's a happy sounding song with some dark lyrics. I think it's a cool co contrast. Mm, another fun song, man. I love Waking Me Up. It's one of my favorites on this album. Love it. Uh, yeah. Next one's called Another World, which is weird because it, it shows up again on the album, the reprise. Now, right. most times bands do this shit with reprises. They put like the heavy one first and then the mellow one last. Where uh, this one's the mellow version. <clears throat> and I think <clears throat> it's, a, it's a beautiful song. I think uh, it's about the afterlife, I think, but I could be wrong. But I'm not wrong when I'm, when I'm saying this is an awesome ballad track. Um, I love this song. Not really the title track, because it, it's called Another World, not In Another World. But I love this one, Ian, but it's mellow. I, I have a bad feeling what you're about to say. Yeah, yeah, you, you wise to have that, because I went from being in horn hell, now I'm into ballad hell. The problem with this is I've heard this song about a million times since 1988, Out of Cheap Trick. And it's just one forgettable ballad after another. And I can see why they do that. Because you can't look at the resurgence that they had with the flame. Okay? People like ballads, you know, especially chicks. And then you've got Robin Zander, who can sing anything, but especially a ballad. He sounds beautiful on but there has to be the song behind it. You know, it, it, to me, it's no different than Aerosmith. Yes, Steven Tyler can sing the fuck out of a ballad, but they're not all dream on. They're not all seasons of wither. And at this point with Cheap Trick, you know, give me Mandicello or give me death. You know, it, it's, it's gotta be, uh, you know, something incredible, something urgent. If not, it just sounds like we need a ballot on the record. We need a ballot on the record. And there's just nothing, you know, this isn't the flame. And I love the flame, by the way. <laughs> you know, I know the band hates it, but, you know, th then stop trying to rewrite it, you know, and rewrite it poorly. Not a fan of this one. I'll take the next one. Boys and girls and rock and roll. <sighs> now I get, Grandpa's got to turn on the lights here. I'm getting all... Uh, too dim in here. 
All right, what did I think of this track? Best song yet, but you won't remember it a minute after it's over. And, uh, yeah, I feel that way, because I remember I kind of liked this song. I And to show you my opinion might change, I didn't care for it at all the first listen. Second listen, I liked it a lot better. But still, like, did I really like it? Or did it just, you know, better than the three that came before it? And I kind of got the feeling that, because I can't tell you right now how the chorus goes. I can't remember any hook about it. But I remember I liked it better than the first three. What do you think of Boys and Girls and Rock and Roll? I love it. Um, it's a good rocking tune. And I like, uh, you know, the, the, the um, lyrics are kind of juvenile. But what I really like about it is that they actually admit it in the lyrics. How it's juvenile. And... Um, <clears throat> As our bald, racist, shut-in government mooch says, <laughs> we're juvenile, so maybe it will grow more on you. Uh, I like it because I'm juvenile, man. Uh, I think it's a solid ro rocking track. I put my thumbs up to this one. All right, I'll take the next one, The Party. Now here's where I'm going to sound like Ian. This song sucks. <laughs> it's bad. Um, you know, the, again, it has... Doesn't this... I'm pretty sure it has woes yes it's just a badly poorly written written song it's not my bag daddy should have stayed in high school um <laughs> not a good song the party is in my opinion the worst song on here hate it uh i don't know if i've caught the worst song on here but it's definitely a bad one uh the chick vocals kill it on this i think uh it says somebody Xander, Robin Taylor Xander. I don't know if that's, that's his. That's his son, who's in the band now. I don't know if you know this. Oh, okay. Yeah, the last time I saw Cheap Trick, he's on stage with them now. He plays rhythm, but he stands in the back of the, like where the amps are. He's kind of like off the stage. But now that Tom Peterson has like a heart operation, he's yeah. been touring with Cheap Trick as their bass player. Oh, <clears throat> and he's wow. an amazing, amazing singer. The great Charlie Hill went up to um, North Florida to see Robin Zander perform with his son. And Charlie was kind enough to turn on his phone and uh, go on Facebook Live during it. And man, that kid can sing. And they were doing all the, you know, the real deep tracks of, you know, cheap trick songs. And the kid's talented, mega talented. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I guess. Uh, he does have kind of like a cheeky voice, but that's not his... His, uh, his, his daughter is a great singer, too, by the way. But, uh, well, yeah, I was that's wondering, because there's a few songs on here that I could have swore there was a chick singing, you know, but maybe it's just high vocals. But damn, yeah, that, you know, he's got, he's got a, a high registered voice. You, you got you got Rick's kid in here. Now you got Robin's kid in here. Uh, fuck, Peterson needs to get a kid in here. Yeah, true. Uh, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, to me, the chick vocals killed this and the... Woo 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 whatever the fuck it is. Oh my god, uh, annoying. Yeah, the the good thing though, I mean, it's only it's not even three minutes, so uh, you know, at, at least they were kind there. Uh, then we go into the next track, Final Days. Uh, let's see. Yeah, boring and lose those damn computer horns. 
And I was kind of listening, like, I'm trying to, like, is it, like, a computer horn I'm hearing on this, or is it some kind, I know it's some kind of fucking keyboards, but I just found it really annoying, and again, uh, just too slow a song and, and not memorable, and it just kind of goes, this is the longest track at four minutes and 39 seconds, but it, it fuck, it seemed longer than that, just because it was going nowhere, wasn't a fan of this one, what do you think? This to me reminds me a lot of Crybaby off Woke Up With A Monster, which is to me one of the most underrated kick-ass Cheap Trick songs, but this is nowhere near as good. And, uh, but I don't really dislike this song, but this this is like historic for me. Because Robin Xander, I don't give a fuck, you name any song Cheap Trick has done, the worst song Cheap Trick has done, even The Party, whatever. Robin always delivered, even on shitty songs. Here is the first time he doesn't. I think his voice is very annoying, actually, when he's belting it out. It's, you know, it's like he overdoes it. It's overdone. And yeah, I'm telling you, man, that's something I would never, ever say about Xander, but he does it here. Um, it's, but it's, it's okay. Not great, not horrible, but it is skippable. It's just kind of there. This song is like just floating around. It's, I don't know. I, I really don't care for it, but you know, I like it more than the party and I, you know, and it's just about every song off of uh, Standing on the Edge except for Tonight It's You. I like that song. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I already said. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. So I take the next one. So it goes. Yes. Oh, man. This is fucking awesome and i know you ain't gonna like this one this is such a gorgeous ballad i mean i ain't got complaints on this one unlike the last uh, couple tracks and you know what's really strange about this song is that the lyrics say when the mountains fall into the sea there'll still be you and me you know, that's led zeppelin thank you you know and uh, it You're really welcome. showcases why xander is my favorite singer amazing performance from him I think the song is very uh, well-structured ballad. It's beautiful. I, I'll take this over the flame any day. And I don't really hate the flame. I like Ghost Town more than the flame. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm not threatened by your different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, anybody that talks bad about Pink Floyd is public enemy number one. <laughs> oh, God. Robin sounds amazing, as always, on this track. Yet I find the song very forgettable. Uh, but I, you know, it, it's one of those things. I, I just, I was amazed by how good he sounded on it, though. At the same time, I'm like, this, this sounds like, you know, this should be on a Xander solo album or like him guesting with somebody else sounds. I don't get anything remotely cheap trick out of this song, but God damn, he sounds good. And he's, you know, 69 years old. You know, the other two guys are in their 70s. Uh, you know, so, you know, may, maybe I'm being unfair there. But the song itself, I'm like, eh, you know, not what I want out of a cheap trick album, but I can't deny that Robin is just a vocal god. I mean, there, there's some people that can still do it, but 
you know, Xander is one of those I really feel has not lost anything. And that gets thrown around a lot. But I think, you know, it's true with Robin Xander. Uh, just amazing. And I know it sounds like I'm, I'm shitting on a lot of this. And I'm torn because on one hand, I love it when these legacy bands put out new albums. Because to me, it just shows that they still care. You know, that they, you know, they're, they're not pulling a fucking, you know, Guns N' Roses or something like that where they, they don't even attempt, you know. But on the flip side of that, it's almost never anywhere near what they got famous for. But there's always those exceptions like, you know, Firepower by Priest. Amazing fucking album. And I didn't expect that out of them. Um, the new Saxon, I absolutely love. Now, uh, I, I think I even said this when I said it was my pick of the week. There, there's no way in hell that Carpe Diem is going to replace Denim and Leather or, or, you know, Wheels of Steel as your favorite Saxon. But it's still like, God damn, this is good. But a lot of times I find the bands that I love put out albums like this. I'd say Alice Cooper is the same way. Alice Cooper hasn't put out an album that I've cared for in a long time. But he still does it, and look, he's getting ready to put out another one. So I feel bad hating on these bands, but you know, you know, because at least they're trying. But I don't know what it is. I mean, do they not spend enough time on these songs, or is the well run dry? Or are we jaded? You know, are, are we less open? To the new stuff. What do you think, Ralph? Well, well, obviously I'm not. <laughs> I'm not jaded. I mean, well, well, you know what? It, but, but maybe, you maybe like, I am. You, maybe, maybe you do have a good point. And maybe I'm just too much of a cheap trick. And you know, because Robin Zander is my favorite singer. Maybe I am a bit, you know, uh, tardish. I'm like a kiss twat. You know, and what you were saying before about well, at least he's putting out new albums. There was an interview. I forgot who said it to Robin Zander saying. You know, Paul Stanley says, why why make new music where people are just going to walk out during the show during it? And Robin Zander's answer to that was, I wouldn't be in a band today unless I can write new music. I don't want to rely on my, you know, rest on my laurels. You know, I don't want, you know, so he's got a different attitude. But, you know, I mean, uh, Ian, I really like this album. I mean, I, I really do. So maybe it's my twatism that... I don't feel this way about other bands with their new right, stuff. Well, what, what, I, what I'm getting at, though, like th this album in particular you like, but wouldn't you agree, like, when's the last time Cooper put out a new album that really knocked you on your ass? I will, I will. Uh, there you go. Maybe Cooper's one of those bands, uh, one of those artists that I don't care for. I really like Dirty Diamonds. But yeah, after that, I don't care for them. Especially, right. I mean, this last one, it didn't do much for me, but goddamn, it was better than fucking Paranormal or the god-awful uh, Welcome to My Nightmare, too. I mean, those were just bad, you know? But uh, Detroit Story was more like a garage band type album. I didn't really yeah. like it, but I did like it more than the past two. But it's not an... I don't own it. I didn't go out and buy it. Yeah, Alice Cooper is a band, an artist that hasn't put out a great album since... When was Dirty Diamonds? Like 2005, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I love that album, too. It's a great album, man. But that's the last one. 
Right. And, and look what we were talking about earlier in this episode with the Scorpions. Yeah. I, I mean, you haven't liked uh, Scorpions album in almost 40 years. Yeah. You know? But And they put out a lot of albums in between then, you know? People don't think about it. Scorpions put, still put out a lot of shit in the 90s. I've you heard know? And, Scorpions album, hoping. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I guess even if I don't like the new shit, though, I, I think still I, I have a have a respect for them at least trying. Because I've really, you know, what Guns N' Roses is doing right now, I think is absolutely horrible. And I know you don't like them anyway, but I feel the same way about Jane's Addiction. You keep touring behind two fucking albums. No, 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 no. Where's... I applaud that shit. Let me stop making music. <laughs> but you know, I, I think I think that's a joke, and I think that really, to me, that really tarnishes Guns N' Roses. Uh, you know, the longer they go doing this, you know, and and I haven't really gave in a shit since fucking Lies, you know. But still, it's like, fuck. You know, you're just gonna go out there and do the same shit. I don't know. So anyway. I'll go to the next track, and that would be... Um, Light Up the Fire. The, yes, the third single off this album. And this one, to me, by Light Years, is the best track on the album. Uh, and I liked it even more the second time I heard it. So who knows? Maybe my opinion will change on other shit. But to tell you the truth, I don't know if I'll go back and give it another shot. Maybe I will when I do the other ones. But this one, this one had a little spark. You know, no pun intended, uh, of old cheap trick to me. I really, really dug this track, and to me, definitely a standout. And I wish this would have been the first single off the album. Maybe it would have changed the whole way I looked at it. I definitely would have been more excited because uh, th this got that old cheap trick magic to me. What do you think? Well, here's where I school your ass. Uh oh. This is my favorite track off the. Oh wait, it's your favorite track too, right? Yeah. I just had a Terrence moment. Dude. You better not hate it, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you better not hate it. Dude, that nasty 12-string bass intro is awesome. It's a smoking track. It's, uh, you know, it's killer. As the kids say, Ian, this track is fire. I love <laughs> it, man. This song rules. It is the best track on here for me. It really, I love the snotty attitude, deliverance of Robin. It's total cheap trick. This shit could fit on their early shit. You know, line up the fire. It's just so good. It's such a great fucking track. I love it. All right, what's nice. next? Um, passing Through. Pass yeah. yeah, it slows it down. It's ballady with grit, but it is filler. I kind of dig it because it has like a trippy. What I really like the best about this song is the trippy guitar solo. But it's a song. It's like whatever. And what you were saying earlier, this is something that's very forgettable. But I do like the solo. What do you think? Yeah, to me, this is more middle of the road shit. Uh, sounds like, you know, like a soundtrack song. Like this, uh, the new Cheap Trick song on the soundtrack to the new Meg Ryan rom-com. Uh, they're better than this. They're, they're better than this. And, and I, I th another thing, there's 13 tracks on this album. I think that's too many. I think three tracks too many. Uh, not a fan of this one. You know, then we go to that. The... In that last album, we're all right. 
The best song yeah. on that album is one of the bonus tracks, like A Fly on the Wall. It's like, really? why did this not make the album? Because, yeah, We're All Right was, I mean, it has some good tracks. I, I love floating uh, down in some other tracks, but Like A Fly is like this, like, uh, you know, light up the fire of this. It's such a killer track. And it's one of the bonus ones. I'm like, what the fuck? Why did you not leave this on the album? It's weird how bands do shit like that. Well, I think another problem is, uh, like, I could be wrong, but I know this Julian Raymond guy uh, has produced the last three, and I think more than that. And he's also uh, a co-writer on all these songs. So I think when you get into a situation like that, when you're writing songs with the band and you're doing all that, I don't know if you can be as objective. You know what I mean? And I, I think a good producer does that and, and will say, like, uh, this this song ain't up to snuff, you know? Uh, or, or, or do that again. But if you're co-writing, then you're like, yeah, this fucker's going on the album because that's money in my pocket. You know? It's all about royalties. So, and, and plus, I, I just really don't think the production's that great on this. I, I think the production sounds like the the cover looks kind of cheap and, and and easy, you know. And I'm sure, it, you know, they saved money. I'm sure there's this is Pro Tools like a motherfucker, but uh, I like a little raw production. But uh, yes, no, I don't. I don't really know much about that. Right. Well, then we go into to the next song, and this one is co-written with Linda Perry. Uh, that's the chick from Hey, What's Going On? She, wrote, she co-wrote hey. She also co-wrote uh, What's that song I like off Rockford? I forgot. The second track off Rockford she, she co-wrote that song too. Yeah, she's a, she's a song doctor. I mean after Four Non Blondes split up I mean she's written all kinds of hits. I mean mainly for you know pop artists like you know, Christina Aguilera, that kind of shit, pink. Uh, and, and, and it sounds like it here, too. Uh, this is, let's see, what did I write here? Please end. As this song says, this is going nowhere. Uh, yeah, this is starting to piss me off now. This is kind of like, uh, you know, an episode that we're getting ready to put out where you said at this point in the album, Shit's starting to sound the same, and it should be over already. That's that's how I feel with this one. What do you think? I, I you know I, I won't go as far to say I love it. I think it's okay. You know, it's kind of like a filler, but not skippable. I like it more than party final days and passing through. You know, it's not bad. I dig it sort of. Um, but I really like the next one, Ian. Um, the reprise in another world. I love it. It's slightly. Um, I, in a way, dude, I'm, I kind of like the ballady one a little better, but I love this version. I love how they made this song almost like punky and hard driving. I think it's awesome. It kind of reminds me of a TV sitcom theme song where, where the, like the main stars of the show are goofing around with the wacky neighbor. You know, I, I kind of can picture that with this song. I think it's a fun hard rocking, you know, picked it up and uh, I really like it. I love both versions of the song. They're both really, really different, but I love it. I love it in another world. I think it really picked up uh, the album where it kind of like 
to me, kind of like uh, went downhill after a little bit. So, so it goes. I think they like uh, revitalized it. I love it. What do you think? Well, I will agree with you that it sounds like it's you know, the theme song to a shitty sitcom that'll be on Fox for six weeks before it gets canceled. Hey, I didn't say it was uh, a sitcom. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this one does nothing for me. I mean, I mean, I didn't like the the first version of this song. You know, this isn't Sergeant Pepper. This that shit didn't need a reprise. Uh, again, you know, it sounds like they recorded the song and they didn't know if they wanted to go fast or slow and just threw them both on but neither works for me uh again and now we're on track 11 man there's no way this shit should have went over 10 songs rule of 10 need to fucking listen but uh yeah oh and the annoying yeah 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 that shit's fucking annoying as hell uh this is definitely a skipper and then we go in to the next one. I'll see you again. Do we need another goddamn ballad? Fuck. Fuck. I mean, what is this? We got one, two, three, four. This is the fourth ballad on here. That's, that, no. No, 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 no. What are you, fucking Chicago? You know? Well, they're from Chicago. Don't need a, they're from Rockford. It's the goddamn suburbs. It's Chicago, you know? but, right? but it, Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, it's the suburb of Chicago. Okay. But uh, uh, it, it'd be like uh, Hialeah to Miami. Oh, I see. But, uh, oh, man, yeah, yeah. No, no excuse for this. No excuse for any rock band to have four fucking ballads. Save that shit for pop music. You know, uh, not not a fan of this one. What do you think? Well, um, I hate to bring the show down, but this song is very special to me, man. It's a, it's a lush mellow track, but uh, you remember, Ian? Like it's been like I think three years now. Uh, the girl I was seeing that died of pancreatic cancer. Yes, Rhonda. Um, you know when she, you know they called me. They said, man, you should come see her because you know she's gonna. Dyson. So I, I, I drove up to Melbourne, which is far as hell, to see her, you know, at the, at the hospice. And um, again, I don't mean, I don't, I'm not trying to bring the show down. I just want to explain why I love this song. And it maybe has everything. Maybe if I didn't go through this uh, situation, maybe I'd agree with you. But um, when I left, the last thing she said to me was, I'll see you again. And it hit me, man, when I hear this song. And, you know, that was on a Sunday, and the following Wednesday she passed. And uh, she was an amazing, beautiful woman, and I miss her. And rest in peace, Rhonda. And I really love this track. I think it's lush, mellow track. It's beautiful. And, and also, you know, I'm more of a ballad guy than you are, even though, boy, do I hate a lot of ballads. Um, but, uh, oh, did you see the other day, now to bring a little comic relief, Oh, boy, Ian, if you missed this on Facebook, get ready to goof on me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're, you're probably thinking, oh, I'll see you again. You like this song? What an idiot. Oh, yeah? I can top you there, buddy. You'll never believe what ballad I love now. Oh, get ready for this. <laughs> Bed of Roses by Bon Jovi. 
Oh, yes. Say that shit again. <laughs> Say that shit again, motherfucker. You'll be seeing her soon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching Bonfoni the other day. Because, you know, I did that track by track. And I saw that on the side, on, you know, uh, the suggestion. I go, oh, my God, better. I got to watch this. I remember this shitty song. And I'm watching this shit, and I'm like, not only do I, did I like it musically, I thought Bonfoni sang really, really good on it. And let me tell you, Ian, I'm very ashamed of myself. Don't think, oh. don't think I'm saying this to brag. You know, I'm a masochist. <laughs> I admit, yeah. I love Better Roses from Bonfoni. Oh, there. my God. You know, I, I loved Slippery When Wet when it came out. Because well, I was, I was 12. I was, I was 14 when New Jersey came out. I bought it, listened to it a couple times. I'm like, this shit sucks. I'm over this shit. I knew at 14 that that was wrong. <laughs> Bro, I did. I did. Oh, my I God. did the Bonfoni, uh, New Jersey versus, which, by the way, Better Roses is not on that album. But I'm sure it's on Keep the Faith. I'm sure that ain't no picnic either, that album. But oh. I, I was doing the, the New Jersey thing, right? Dude, that ballad on there. Fucking, I'll be there for you. <laughs> I when you're when you're thirsty, I'll be your water. When you're drunk, I'll be your wine. I didn't mean to miss your birthday to watch you blow your candles out, bro. The, that is Brett Michaels level shit, there, man. That <laughs> oh is my god, so, so bad. Just you say like I probably haven't heard that song since I was fourteen, but <laughs> just. When you said that, it came back like a flood. And like, I didn't mean to miss your birthday. <laughs> oh my god! I wish oh I my could god! You candles out, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he has to put in a little scream at the end to, look, to emphasize oh. how genius those shitty ass lyrics are. You know that? You know when 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 Brett Michaels first heard that song, he said that motherfucker be spitting. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so it was like, God damn. And Sammy Hagar was like, I wish I wrote that song. Great. So so now now when you're in a fucking hospice and I get that phone call, I'm going to have to call Bonfoni. Hey, you ain't going to have much time. You better get up there and see him and sing that stupid fucking yeah, song. Dude, dude, you really hate me that much, dude, that my last my last vision in life is Bonfoni. <laughs> no, and, no. And, and my luck, I'm in a hospice dying. My luck, he's going to show up and not... And think that, you know, when he's told Better Rosie, he forgot and he thought it was I'll be there for you. And he'll sing me that while I'm going out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I can't afford that shit, man. I'll be lucky to get you Tico Torres and some bongos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, hey, rest in peace, Rhonda. I, I didn't mean to bum you off, but, hey, I brought back the comedy with Better Roses. At least. That's right. He didn't mean to miss your birthday. Hey, let me tell you something. You know, when he says, I wish I would have been there to blow those candles out, I was like, yeah, well, I guarantee she ain't going to blow it half as hard as this song blows. Oh. Hell yeah. Oh, good Lord. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for the sadness and the comic relief. There. Yeah, I had to bring a little comic. No, but it is true, dude. Every time I hear I'll see you again, I don't really listen to that song much because it kind of bums me out. She was awesome, dude. And it's and it was like, you know, when I when I said bye to her, that was the last thing she said to me. 
And I said to her, yes, you will. You know, I mean, and then just, you know, what was it, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days later, she was gone. It was a trek. Bummer. And again, I hate to bring this up to bum everybody out. So I love better roses, everybody. <laughs> oh, All right, boy. I'll take the last one. Now, I know you're going to disagree with me here. I like this more than the Lennon version. That's right. All right, I'm going to have to come up with some fucking comedy after this one, too. Oh, um, God. Uh, and again, I heard this single like a year or two before because the great Charlie Hill got me this on Record Store Day. They released it as a single. And uh, it's nowhere near as good as their cover of Cold Turkey, which I also think is better than Lennon's version. See, I, I, I love the Beatles, but to me, Lennon was very hit and miss on his uh, solo stuff. And you know what? I don't hate Give Me The Truth. I think it's one of his better songs back then. But um, I think this is a great cover. Uh, and uh, and it's weird how the lyrics, you listen to the lyrics, it applies so much today as it did back then with your CNNs and a Fox News network feeding you so much bullshit to fit their narrative. And I know it's not a popular opinion, but I like I, I like this more than the, than the Lennon version. So go ahead. Let me have it, pal. <laughs> You better, uh, better not hurt my feelings too much, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, well, sit sit down and bite down on your wallet so you don't swallow your tongue while I give you some truth. Well, you know uh, what I'm going to do? <laughs> while you talk, I'm going to put my headphones on and listen to Better Roses. So there. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't hate this. I, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I do love the original. I don't think it's better than the original, but I, I don't hate it. Uh, I do think it's time you hit the nail on the head. It's very timely um, with releasing this now in the world we live in. But to me, it it lacks the bite of, of, of capturing the original feel of the Lennon track the way they did do with Cold Turkey. Because I agree with their fucking version of Cold Turkey. I don't know if, if I'd say I'd like it better than Lennon's, but it's fucking right there. I mean, I think it's one of the best covers I've ever heard. Yeah, me too. You know, and way, it, Steve Jones plays on Give Me Your Truth. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I forgot to bring that up. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that cold turkey is fucking amazing. In fact, I think that whole album was good, that Lennon cover album that that was on. There's a lot of good shit on there. Well, I'll uh, give it a chance. I own it on CD, but I, 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 that's the only track I listen off it. I'll give it another shot. Yeah, I, I liked it. It's, it's a lot of bands, though. I don't know. Because uh, a lot of bands that you are, you would probably hate out the gate. But who knows? Wasn't was Red Hot Chili Peppers on there? Uh, they, they did one on there. Uh, Scott Weiland did a song on there. Uh, the guitar player from R.E.M. Uh, had a, a side band. He did a song on it. You know, I met him, Peter Buck. You, you, oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, yeah, I was at the same record store in 1990, and it was the day I bought what... Well, I paid twenty dollars for the Soundhouse tapes that goes for thousands of dollars now. It was that yeah. day. He was in there shopping. No shit. And, yeah, and I I had him sign um, a, a card that I lost. I like REM. I don't know if you know this, Ian. I had no idea. I'm a fan. I'm a I fan. am too. I own Document. I own um, I own like two or three. I mean, I don't own everything from them, but yeah, yeah. I, I dig REM. I do dig that band. Yeah, I, I do too. I, 
I wouldn't go to, as far to say as I'm a diehard, but I, I, I do like them. I wish I would have saw them live. Uh, I think they got some good shit. Yeah. That's cool. It was he, He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, it was a very nice guy. And it was cool because this was kind of like one of those type of record stores that was like an indie thing. You know, it wasn't like your regular record store. It was kind of like a specialty record store. And yeah, right. he was there, man. It was wild, man. I, I met Peter Buck. You know, the cool shit. Also, oh, he has he has a song on there as a as a solo artist. Yeah, it's uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe they were called the Marvelous Three or Marvelous oh, okay. Five. Was it called Peter Buck? No, no, but it was a, a side band that he had with a couple of guys from another band. I don't even know if they put out an album. They might have just did some shows, but they uh, um. They're on there, and I forget I forget even what they did. I haven't listened to that album in years, but I played the shit out of it when it first came out. I do own it. It's a white CD with the glasses yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah, but um, and so, and some of the covers are are pretty faithful, and some of them are you know they really changed it a lot. But I I was a big fan of it. Cool. I'll check it so. out. I'll spin it after this. All right. Well, that was our album review for Mister Ron Dimert. Uh, Ron, I hope you like this. And uh, yeah, we are we are cranking out these fan episodes. So we're we got another one we're putting out. Shit, probably the day after we are recording this, and we're recording another one on Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh yeah, another... I'm available Tuesday, by the way. Good, and another one next weekend. And uh, yeah, we're we're getting them done. We're giving you your money's worth. It's just a little late. <laughs> as far as we know, we're under twenty to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, awesome. yeah. Well, because I was going by emails that I have, you know, because I get these emails when people um, uh, donated, and I got rid of two because there was two from Ron. <laughs> so we're whittling them down. And if anybody's listening to this. And we haven't got to yours yet. Please let me know on the Facebook page uh, to make sure that I'm that I am aware of yours. And and please let me know if uh, you know you, you paid just for the episode or to guest because that helps us with the uh, uh, planning out. Because there was one today I, I I didn't know that they had paid to guest, so we couldn't do it today, and we ended up doing this one. So yeah, let me know on Facebook. Uh, cause you know, a lot of them I know, but there might be a couple that I missed, but, uh, yeah, that's our review of in another world. And I hope, I hope they make another one. Oh yeah. They, they, you know, this album was done a long time ago, uh, in another world. They, they were planning on releasing this cause what, they, what cheap tricks been doing was releasing an album a year. And, yeah. uh, you know, this one was supposed to be on the following year after it's, uh, we're all after- right, but. I don't know what happened. I know it wasn't the pandemic because it was delayed even before the pandemic happened. But well, it was in the can there, for a while. There was some some of it was delayed because of the pandemic. But yeah, they they'd uh, well they'd put out that the the bang zoom and then the fucking we're all right. Then they put out the Christmas album and this was supposed to follow up the Christmas album. Yeah, the following year. Yeah, but uh, I don't know nothing about those Christmas albums because I refuse to listen to them. I liked it a lot, and you know what? I'm with you with Christmas songs, but I really liked it. Yeah, I I don't know. No, yeah, no, so there's one do. song I think you'll change your mind about Christmas songs. I can't remember the type the the title, but it's a cover of 
somebody they worship, Roy Wood. You know, they yeah. California Man, yeah, and Roll Tonight, and Blackberry Way. And he did a Christmas song, and their version is awesome that has Roy Wood on it, and it's really, really good. But as a whole, I mean, yeah, of course, there's a couple songs I didn't like, but but man, it, it it's a rocking Christmas album. It's not your typical fucking Christmas bullshit album, you know. It's pretty good. It's pretty rocking. But then again, you might hate it. But I I have a sneaky feeling you might at least like that track, maybe, because it's uh, really good. I might, or if they do a cover of Christmas Time and Hollow's Queens, I like that shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, well, now it's time to go into our pick of the week. And, Ralph, do you have a pick of the week? Um, You know what? I'm just going to stick with that Scorpions, dude. Okay. I'm going to stick with that because that album is so – Oh, you know what? I got another one. You know what I bought yesterday? Um, Joey Ramone, Don't Worry About Me. It's got, that- about, it's got about three fillers on it, but the rest is really good. Yeah, I've got it. I've, I've never checked it out. Yeah, it does have some clunkers. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you know this, because I was listening to it yesterday thinking, was this put out when he was alive? Because I think it's something they did. What do they call that? Posthumous release? Yeah. I think it was something that uh, he didn't finish, and then, you know, they finished it for him. But it's good shit, man. I dig it. I dug it. I dug it a lot. I love his version, which I already knew. Was a, a wonderful world. You ever heard that version of it? Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I've heard off of it. It has the same riff as Pretty Vacant in the beginning, but it's such a great, you know, man. And I, you know, recently on YouTube, I've been doing a segment called My Favorite Singers. I gotta do one on Joey. He is one of my favorite singers ever. That voice, man. It was unique and weird, but man, what a great voice Joey Ramone had. You know, it was yeah. just so original and so great. And yeah, that's my other pick. The new Scorpions and Joey Ramone, um, Don't Worry About Me. Good shit, man. And speaking of Cheap Trick on this episode, it's not on the album, but he does a great version you can hear on YouTube of I'll Be With You Tonight, the song from Green Police. Yeah. Joey Ramone does a version of that, and it's not, I don't know where the fuck that came from, but it's really, really good. So, yeah, there's three picks. Uh, that, that cover... And uh, don't worry about me and Scorpions, uh, uh, Rock Believer. Awesome. All right. Well, my pick of the week uh, it has to do with the show I just saw, the George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. And I'm picking the first album from Funkadelic, 1970s self-titled debut. And uh, there might be some people kind of thrown off, you know, thinking, you know, you know what's this shit? But Funkadelic, you know, everybody thinks Parliament Funkadelic like they're one band, and in a way they were. But Parliament was more like the dance music, you know, stuff like Flashlight and shit like that, where Funkadelic, especially in the beginning, was more rock. Uh, Definitely, this album has much more to do with Jimi Hendrix than it does, you know, Rick James or something, you know, you would think of like that. And what happened was... When Parliament got together, they were kind of like a doo-wop group, and they signed a really fucked-up contract with Motown. And Motown signed them, but then didn't want to put out their shit, so they couldn't put out any albums as as the Parliaments. But they took the same, the, you know, pretty much the same musicians, and uh, you know, added a whole backing band, and they changed their name to Funkadelic, just to put out music. And by this time, like you know, 
rock music and psychedelic was really taking over and stuff from, you know, the doo-wop they started out as. And, man, just check this shit out. Especially, you know, anybody who loves guitar. Eddie fucking Hazel is just, you know, was one of the best, most underrated guitarists ever. I mean, all you got to do is listen to Maggot Brain, the song, you know, in the album. Oh, that's the first album? No, no, Maggot Brain brings their... Uh, third album i like that one i have it on compact disc with the chick screaming on the cover yeah yeah just amazing yeah i, I picked their first one uh this week though because I, I know i picked maggot brain as a pick of the week before but this got mommy what's a funkadelic on it i i bet you music for your mother uh what is soul i mean just great fucking it's just psychedelic funky fucking hard rock really i mean the music guitar for your mother huh yeah, music for you, or music and, and, for my mother. <laughs> and, 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 they, and they have black people in the band, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Terrence's mom right there. <laughs> music for Terrence's mother. Yeah. That's, that's what they should have called it. Uh, and, 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 and it's sweet Georgia Brown. <laughs> but uh, just really good fucking music. And, you know, t- take a break, you know, if you're just a you know, metalhead or something, try something different, you know. Fucking go on YouTube, you know before you spend your money. See what you think. But I highly recommend 1970s Funkadelic. Well, that didn't sell that well, so you won't be hearing that on Terrence's episode. Yeah, no. Well, plus they're black. So, yeah, that's true. He doesn't like yeah. black people. Yeah, yeah. You hear it coming out of his mom's room. Yeah, that's why he hates <laughs> black people. They, they were hammering his mom's the JJ. <laughs> and her culo. And dented his head when he was in the womb. all right well now it's time to go to the fan of the week and we got mr ron dimert and ron is a unique individual very cool cat man he's been around for a while now he ain't gonna like this Ian. i can't remember how he came to us he doesn't like to be he doesn't like nice things to be said about him Oh, oh. Well, I I think he might have came to us through Bill Wang. I don't know, but all I know is that, you know, I don't give a fuck what he thinks. That guy's awesome. Uh, he's he's gotten me a lot of cool shit. Oh, yeah. Years. Uh, a lot. Of, I mean, the greatest Van Halen bootleg ever is from 1979 in uh, West Palm Beach, which was a show that I wish I went to. Um Dude, you gotta hear the quality. Of yeah, that. I have that one. It sounds like a live album. It's so amazing, and they were on fire that night. Oh um, yeah. So, so fuck you and thank you. Fuck yeah. you for being offended and thank you for being for being offended by me saying thank you, Ron. You're awesome, dude. Sorry, but not sorry. Sorry with excuse me. <laughs> and what I like about Ron, man, Ron's got a lot of cool shit, and he shares it. You know. Oh yeah, right. the guy's got an awesome collection. Like, like I like like Cheap Trick, for instance. If I yeah. if I even do a mention of Cheap Trick, he'll put up like a framed poster of Cheap Trick live at the Whiskey of Go Go and shit like that. The guy's got a lot of cool shit like hanging on his wall. He's like me, but uh, but unlike um, you know unlike him, I praise when people praise me because I have this fucking ego. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what, if you really want to be impressed, 
see, you know, message run on Facebook. Ask him if he'll show you anything from his extensive Dokken collection. Oh, yeah. This, this guy is the biggest Dokken fan I, I think I've ever met. <laughs> there, He's going to love that because it's it, it's offensive to him and, and he likes that. Yeah. Yeah, he loves he's, rat too. A lot of rat. Yeah. Rat, Dokken, uh, you know, and he's not just, you know, uh, not just the George Lynch, man. He loves John Levin, you know. He's like, hey, he's the... Yeah. He's the fake Fraley of Dokken, and I love him, you know? Oh, his favorite is Juan Cruciate because he was in both Dokken and Rat. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Bi bilingual and, and, and bi-bandal. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> tattoo of Juan on his ass. Yeah, and he wants another one. <laughs> <laughs> but, Ron, thank you. Thank you so much, and thank you for, for giving us options, too. I hope you liked our review. Uh, and and I, I think I think it came out better than if you would have went with the Mars Volta. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. But uh, hey, we had fun, even though I didn't think the album was that great. I still had fun talking about it. And Ron, we appreciate you donating. Yeah, thanks, buddy. It, it, it is great. He's done he's, he's done a lot. He's done a lot for, and he's a big contributor to the pages, you know. Um, That's right. You know he's always there. You know, and uh, he's a good dude, even though he hates to he hates to realize that. Yeah, and I always like his post where he puts Dockin, classic <laughs> or classic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic or fuck you. <laughs> well, if you like this episode, or if you're just curious to see if you're ever going to get your money's worth, come back next week. When not only will we have another fan review, but we're going to talk more shit about Terrence and his whore mother. Yeah. That's that, that's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Keyboard warrior suck. I'm going to sue your ass. I'm going to sue you. I'm a lawyer, you know. <laughs> Taking you to court with Queen Tooth. Shame, shame, shame. Dude. <laughs> Come on.